Hey, welcome to another episode of Mortgage Moves Podcast. We have a guest today, Lacey Blackman. Hi there. Lacey is with Blackman and Associates, and we've been working together for couple years together now. So Lacey, tell me a little bit about relocation clients. I know you work with a lot of relocations and people who are not here in the area. So tell me about that. I do. Um, I have some ads online, so I have a huge reach and I tend to get a lot of relocation clients. And um, as we all know, in 2020, there was a huge boom for virtual tours. And so I figured out a way to get really good at virtual tours. Um, When I do those, I typically um, give a real live, I mean, as honest as I can, um, opinion of the house. So when I walk in, I like to tell them what it smells like, what it looks like. Um, I'm very critical of the house because I don't want them to come in and see something they weren't expecting. Yeah, see something they they were like, you didn't tell me about that or you didn't tell me it smelled like this or, you know, so I try to give them a real live uh, perception through FaceTime. So you don't do a bunch of like fancy filters and make it look like that Instagram <laughs> home that everybody sees? No, I do not want them to get here, get their feet inside the house for the first time and lose it. <laughs> and have a false perception of what the property really is. Yeah. So tell me, have, you know, so with all the relocation clients you've worked with, I know we had one all the way from New York recently. Um, tell me a little bit about how that tour went. Were they, was the home when they got here kind of what they were expecting? Yeah. So that was actually one of my favorite virtual tours that I've done. Um, I give them a real live perspective. And so when I walked in, um, I I make comments like, you know, if there's cameras, I'll tell them like, hey, there's cameras, just FYI, you know, um, I'm going to keep my opinions to myself until we get to the curb, you know, Um, or um, I'll tell them like, hey, I, I think this is why the house hasn't sold yet. And there's this big, ugly shop in the back, you know, right, right outside their patio. And that that's their view. Um, and then with this particular client, um, I, I just like to joke around. So I opened the pantry and I said, um, let's see what kind of snacks they have. And to this day, the homeowner, every time she opens the pantry, she told me she thinks about that comment. Oh, so, that's funny. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know they had a great experience working with you. So I wanted to bring up the whole relocation situation. Cause I know you're great at working with those clients and you have a huge, social media spread and online presence and stuff and kind of have a niche of attracting people coming to the area. Yeah. I think with all the technology we have right now, it makes it much easier, Mm -hmm. you know, to give clients a a real perspective and walk through on our part. For sure. Without them having to fly here three or four times and (laughs) limit that effort on their end. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think? Because I know a lot of these people are coming to the Tri-Cities, other areas as well, but what are some of the things about Tri-Cities that you think draws people to the area? Well, we do have um, places like the Hanford site. We have Amazons Mm -hmm. all around, things like that. But in addition to that, I think it's um, a place that you can move that's more remote. Um, You know, it's kind of, it's three hours from Seattle, three hours from Portland, uh, five hours from Boise. It's a place where people can come and still be a small plane ride or a car ride away. Mm -hmm. So if they need to report to the office twice a month, it's not that big of a deal to catch a hour and a half flight or a three hour car ride. Right. And it, I feel like it's a good mix of not being a big city and not being a super small town. You know, there's still a mall. There's great restaurants, places Mm -hmm. to eat. They have a lot of golf courses. They just, Tri-Cities really has a lot to offer. They do. And I had some agents on the West side ask me, you know, how do you do so much business? And I said, I can get anywhere in 12 minutes. 
You know, oh, so yeah. I can show 20 houses a day and mm-hmm. and not even think about it, you know, whereas in the big cities, you're showing one or two a day because you're fighting the traffic and, right. you know, the spread city to city. But um, I can be anywhere from Washington to Oregon and back in an hour. Yeah, no, that's really good. That kind of leads into I was thinking, I mean, I know you cover a lot of ground, multiple states, you know, Tri-Cities to Pendleton to LaGrand to Idaho, all over the place. And, I, you know, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you manage your schedule and expectations. Yeah. So I'm licensed in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho, and it comes down to being prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you're going to see your success and your preparation. And so every single day I have my laptop fully charged, my phone's charged. I have backup batteries. Um, I have my food planned, uh, and in my car I have, you know, everything pretty well scheduled. Um, I like to say that I'm the most unscheduled scheduled person there is (laughs) because I do have those, you know, staples in my day that make me very productive. Right. Um, And then I'm able to just pivot, you know, so if something gets canceled, I can pivot the other direction and, you know, Mm -hmm. pretty well live in my car. No, that's awesome. (laughs) There's always like things that come up that are not that you can't plan for. It changes within the day. Someone cancels on a showing, maybe somebody reaches out to you for an additional showing that they want to see. So trying to squeeze those into your schedule and not having enough food. So that's, that's everything preparing and having all that there. So you can quickly adapt to what your clients need is really cool. Yeah, for sure. So on the lines of being prepared, what do you do when someone kind of asks you some questions or things that are maybe a little outside of your comfort zone or your awareness? And, you know, I know you're really good at real estate specifically and providing education on the markets and that type of thing. Uh, What do you do when there's kind of questions being asked your way that you maybe isn't something you're comfortable dealing with? Yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm very, very lucky because I have a lot of great business partners. And yeah. so I find the best in every industry to partner with. And so that means, you know, lenders, title, inspectors, um, everybody like that. And so I can keep going with what I'm good at and keep my feet on the ground and keep showing houses and keep putting houses under contract. And then anything that comes my way, I'm able to delegate or send to the expert. So somebody asked me a lending question, I immediately divert them to Sam. If somebody asked me a title question, I divert them to Tycor Title. Mm-hmm. I have all those experts in place so that I can just keep writing contracts. Right. No, that's awesome. Similarly, like if you're going through an inspection with a client and there's something extreme happening on the property and, you know, it's probably something that you don't want to put yourself in a risky situation of um, talking about the condition of the home is something wrong with the foundation or the roof. So like if you're going through an inspection and go through something, you know, diverting them then to a contractor or the inspector to get further information. Yeah. Yeah. We always do that. And then along with title sending documents, I always say that if I didn't draft it, I'm not going to explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not my lane. I'm not licensed to do that. And that's why I partner with the people that are the best so that I can just divert them that way. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and same for us. I know when I get people who ask some questions about the property or their inspection or certain things, I'll either say, oh, call your inspector if they already have their report or reach out to Lacey. She'll know, mm-hmm. you know, what the garage door code is or different things like that. Last thing I would want is to try to do your job and my job. <laughs> and trust me, I don't want your job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I respect the people that I work with and their talents. And yeah. I, I do the same. I lean on them because we'll all be more successful if we really hone in on what we do and rely on each other for yeah. the expertise that we provide. And I think that a lot of people think that they have to be the expert in all things. Mm-hmm. And I am very good at staying in my lane and letting other people handle their jobs. Yeah. You know, because I, I 
I don't want to be an expert in all things. I want to be an expert in real estate. I would agree with that. I think that sometimes people think that you, if you don't know everything, you didn't help your client to the best of your ability. And I I definitely think the opposite. I think that you help your client in the areas that you're confident in and that you're strong in, and then you refer them to the areas that they need more information or whatever that might be. I think you're serving them better by doing that. I think so too. And I send out emails, like we had a really bad windstorm recently and I sent out um, an email and just said, hey, I know we had some really bad winds. I know a lot of roofs took some hits. Here is who I would recommend you call. Um, And I can't tell you how many people responded with, oh my gosh, thank you. I had no idea who to call, you know? And so being able to give them a resource, but not like step into their lane, you know, I wasn't like up there, checking out the roof. (laughs) Yeah. I was able to just divert them to the right person and give them a resource. So I believe that's all we need to do is give them a resource and not try to be the expert in all things. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that that's huge and how that plays out and giving quality service to the clients that we work with. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, 2023 and some of the shifts. I mean, the last couple of years have been so aggressive and we've had a ton of people who want to get into a home limited inventory on the market, which has caused a lot of competition. Um, How do you see things right now kind of having seen a shift or do you think buyers should kind of wait for rates to go down? Um, Do you think people should still be considering selling their home while things are shifting? You know, what's your outlook on that? I've always had kind of the mindset business as usual. You know, everybody has a reason behind wanting to buy or sell. Mm -hmm. Um, Landlords are also taking advantage of the rates being high by making the rents high. Um, so waiting, I don't think is the the solution. I think while we have, you know, lower house prices and less competition, it might be a good opportunity for people to get in. Um, and then we rely on, you know, you guys as lenders to help us figure out how this is going to fit in their financial picture. Right. So, um, I don't think waiting is the solution. And also on the listing side, um, same thing, you know, we didn't see prices drop dramatically. Mm -hmm. Um, we saw them drop a little bit and, you know, you might have to pay some seller concessions or something like that, but it still is a good time to sell as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, a lot of the clients that we work with and finding strategies for them to, um, purchase a home and still feel comfortable with what they're getting into, there are strategies out there. And I think, Mm -hmm. There are a certain amount of buyers that have kind of just eliminated themselves because they see 6% or 7% and they're afraid. Um, But I still think it's worth, you know, going down that path and seeing what options you have. And um, multiple of the clients that we've worked with, we've, you know, negotiated some temporary rate buy downs and different things to help alleviate some of their concerns with having a higher payment so that they can still get into the market Mm because chances are two to three, five plus years from now, the home is going to be worth more than what they paid for Mm -hmm. it more than likely. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes um, with having strong business partners too. Mm -hmm. somebody who matches your, um, you know, how aggressive you are and, you know, your mindset and all of that, because there's times where, you know, I'll know there's a solution and I'll reach out to you and and there we have it. Like we have somebody under contract, but you know, I don't have the knowledge base to do that on the lending side, but having a strong partner that can back you, um, you can get the job done pretty easily. Yeah. And knowing that you're both looking for solutions. Cause if one of these is looking for the solution and the other one's not, you're not coming together, the client's going to feel that. And they're probably still going to stay on the fence or decide not to move forward. Mm -hmm. I always say that you're my match in the analytical form. (laughs) (laughs) I do love the numbers. That's, that's why I sit at my computer and crunch numbers all day. And I send Lacey out to do all the the hard work and driving and grinding and that tough schedule and 
time blocking everything and I, I sit and plug numbers in all day and but yours is math. hard too because I'm hitting you up at 11 o'clock for a pre-approval it's so all- <laughs> it goes both same. ways yeah no I I think writing on each other's strengths and talents and stuff is everything and that's a big for part sure. of what's gotten us where we are um let's switch gears a little bit um so man, I don't even remember what year it was, but I remember, so we both had a little bit of a presence in Tri-Cities, a little bit of presence in Oregon. And when you got your license in Oregon, um, my sister Sierra, she's a real estate agent. And she actually said, Sam, you should, you should go talk to Lacey. Maybe you guys should work together. (laughs) And uh, I remember thinking, I don't know, Lacey's a really successful agent. I don't know if she would want to work with me. I mean, I was doing okay, but I was a little intimidated and you happened to have an open house um, like a Saturday or something. I don't I don't remember. And you're at an open house and I was just in town and I'm like, I'm going in, you know, not necessarily <laughs> dressed up or nothing, but I'm going in. And if she denies me, she denies me. That's real estate, you know, yeah. but I'm going to put myself out there and go in there and you're ho- hosting an open house and we just kind of hit it off. And I think that that was kind of the start of a a big growth that we've both been able to have in our real estate careers by kind of finding our match of someone who wants to work hard and grow and give good service to clients. And yeah, um, that was cool. It was, it was fun. Yeah. I remember that. So you sent me messages on like Facebook and LinkedIn, LinkedIn and a couple yep. other places and I get hit up all the time for lenders and I blew you off a couple of times and then you walked in my open house and I was like, oh, she, she cornered me. Dang it. <laughs> now you have you know, to talk to me. <laughs> and I remember I was working a whole subdivision and I had to take a client to another house in the subdivision. And by the time I got back, you already had like three people's phone numbers and email addresses <laughs> and sending applications. And I just thought, oh my God, who is this girl? That's funny. This I do. Like, I remember that you. She's got my same hustle. Yep. The <laughs> the client that came in wanted to see the other house. So you left and I was in there alone. And I'm like, well, I'm going to wait for her to come back. I'm not going to leave. <laughs> and I'm going to find a way to be productive and make myself useful. And someone happened to come in and tee this up for her, write their name, yeah. their number down and show her like, I, I know what I'm doing, you know? And Yeah. And it was perfect because um, I almost never do open houses and I happen to be at an mm-hmm. open house. And then you walked in and I, I did need another lender. But um, I needed somebody who could work in all the states I work. And so, um, yeah, when I came back and saw that you were a hustler, I was like, oh, okay, Yeah. And I think like that was kind of like, okay, I'm going to give her a shot. Gave me a few bones and we just took off from there. And it's almost like the rest is history. Yeah. I think that was 2019, by the way, beginning okay. of 2019. So yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. But I just, I remember that, I remember it was pre-COVID before all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't remember when it was, but I definitely remember going in there feeling very nervous and intimidated. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And <laughs> um, yeah, no, and it's been such a good partnership and I'm grateful for it. Yeah, same. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us on another Mortgage Moves podcast. And our guest, Lacey Blackman, thank you for coming today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun talking more mortgage talk. Feel free to reach out to us or Lacey if you have any questions about purchasing a home in 2023. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.